Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, North America's only show dedicated to equipment that is used to feed, clothe, and fuel the world. You know who this guy is. I'm Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a re-air Sunday at 6 p.m. exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And if you're listening on the podcast the following week, well, welcome aboard. And I want to thank you so much because every episode after it airs on Rural Radio will list in its entirety as a podcast and that will be archived there for eternity. So uh, so welcome aboard if you're a podcast listener or you're listening, I'm not going to say live, but you're listening on Rural Radio Channel 147. And I hope everything is going well for you in your operation, where um, the planters are starting to roll, not here in Warren County yet, but I know in lots of parts of the country, the planters and in the northwest, maybe the cedars and in the, in the uh, putting some, some small grains in the ground and maybe down in Kansas, hopefully, God willing, you guys get some much needed moisture my cover crop is uh what it's uh, not going to be in on the uh, a picture on a calendar this year last year was so much the, the cover crop was beautiful the past couple of years but this year it just uh i think i got hit with a lot of geese in the one field and not i think i know i got hit with a lot of geese and um, they really cleaned me out after i because i broadcast spread it so when it's laying on the ground uh if it doesn't come up right away but what these guys did is that it was coming up and they were pulling it up out of the ground like a crow does I crowed those corn, and they were eating it. But hey, God bless them. It's God's animals. It's God's seed, right? And uh, we will see what happens. But the one field is coming in pretty good, but the other cover crop field is not. uh, And it's always got to be the highway field, right? He said, that hot rod farmer, he must have been drunk when he planted that cover crop. Look at all the areas where it didn't come up. Here's another what he's doing. And it's always the show field that goes bad on you. But hey, what are you going to do? But listen, today what we're going to be talking about is is rough handling of equipment. And there's so many people out there that manhandle equipment. They're rough with it. They're jamming stuff. They're riding the uh, riding the clutch. They're hard on the brakes, hard on the on the throttle. And that is going to pay a dividend. And not a good dividend. It's going to cost you a dividend in the life of your equipment, the reliability of your equipment. And we don't want that. So listen, sit pat during the break. And we come back, we're going to go over what that rough handling does. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Get your weekly dose of the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing and the shooting sports. Western sports. An incredible ride you will have to see to believe. And agriculture. Real Ag Radio, your home for insight and analysis of the issues that are impacting your farm business. I'm Rob Sharkey of Shark Farmer Radio. There's so much to learn from the great people of agriculture. Rural Radio is your home for the ag industry and Western sports. Sirius XM 147 and on the SXM app. This Iowa Minute is brought to you by the Iowa Farm Bureau. Bicycling in Iowa is all about enjoying the great outdoors. Now it's also a great way to learn how Iowa farmers are keeping the outdoors great while growing our food. I think it's a good idea. Blow our horn a little bit that we do care about the soil. Kenny Lund wants outdoor enthusiasts to hear how Iowa farmers are embracing the challenge of improving water quality. 
Just seven conservation practices used today have already removed 38% of nitrogen and 58% of phosphorus from the watersheds. Farmers are always learning, studying, trying new things. We can soil sample and we can apply fertilizer directly and it doesn't let us over-apply. Different signs, different practices, different farms in different parts of the state, but they may not be obvious from your car window. So the next time you're out biking, enjoying the great outdoors, take time, slow your roll. Look for signs of conservation progress. They're all around you. With your Iowa Minute, I'm Lori Johns. Bring rural America's most important network with you on RFD-TV now. Watch from anywhere, at home, on the farm, even while riding your tractor. Stream agricultural news and weather, commodity market reports, along with traditional country music and entertainment for less than $10 a month. Go to WatchRFDTV.com to subscribe to Rural America's Most Important Network. RFDTV Now. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So today we're going to be talking about, as I said before the break, about how you manhandling, right? I guess you can't say that today because that's sexist, right? Manhandling, but how you, how people that are rough with equipment, how it's costing them not only reliability, but it's costing them dollars. And as I said in last week's show, if you happen to catch that, there's, there's direct ROI, return on investment, and indirect ROI. And the thing is that, so if you're rough on equipment and you're in a, and specifically now the planting season, we all know that the optimum planting window is where we're going to have the best opportunity to get the most yield on a crop. And you could argue what the optimum window is or the optimum date. But, but anyway, if you're on the wrong side of it, there's no denying that you're going to have a hit financially on your yield. And then oftentimes what will happen is your rough handling or someone's rough handling of equipment now has a cumulative effect and you have a failure when even if it's not during planting season rough handling causes an excessive amount of wear and tear on equipment and you will eventually have a premature failure and even if it doesn't impact your yield or your your calving or whatever it's still going to impact your day because you're gonna have to fix it and you're going to have to either buy some part that you may not have had to buy otherwise or pay somebody to fix it. So we need to we need to get that <clears throat> under control. So I made a list here and this this the list could probably go on for for an hour. But I made a common I made a list of common things that I have seen and I'm sure that you'll agree that you've seen them over the years around equipment and it could be equipment could be a tractor it could be a combine it could be a truck it could be a sprayer it could be a car it could be a pickup truck it could be a semi it could be anything so these are generic and most of them apply to almost any type of equipment all right so let's go through these and then listen i can't see you so if you're guilty of one of those things you don't have to put your head down in shame just don't do it anymore Alrighty, this seems very simplistic, all right? But the first thing is slamming doors. Slamming doors on vehicles, slamming doors on tractors, on anything like that. Even slamming the door in your house or slamming the door in your farm shop or what have you. But we're talking about equipment here. Now you say, well, is that going to do hot rod slamming doors? I, this, this, tra- this combine doesn't even have a door to have anything that rolls down, no window rolls down or what have you. 
Well, when you slam a door, you are putting a shock wave from that impact through that whole door, that lock mechanism. If it does have a window that operates and goes up and down, whether mechanically or electrically, you're putting this shock, this vibration through it as the door slams. You're putting this shock through the hinge. You're putting this shock through the striker. So you have to recognize that that force of basic physics, when you slam a door, and even a door of your house, you slam the door of the house, you're actually putting the shock through that whole frame of the door <clears throat> and loosening things up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you do not want to slam doors. Now, the thing is that when you do that, <clears throat> is it, excuse me, is it going to break immediately? No. But the fact of the matter is, is that over so many slams, so many cycles, so many abusive cycles, and it is abuse, that thing, the, the track for the window is going gonna, is gonna to loosen up. If it's got a power window in it, you're going to loosen up the components inside the power window motor. You're going to loosen up the, um, <clears throat> the track that the window goes up and down. You're going to loosen up the lock mechanism. You're going you're gonna to shock the hinges. So you don't want to slam doors. All right, that the thing basically is that I <clears throat> I know that some doors require a little bit more effort to close, but regardless of that, you do not want to slam them because you are going to pay the price for that in the very near future. Let me just clear my throat here. <clears throat> okay, now the next thing we're going to talk about is digital driving. And what is digital driving? That means someone who is constantly very jerky. They're not smooth. They never be able to get a job driving a limousine. And I've seen people drive tractors, drive cars, drive combines <clears throat> and that way. And they're always in and out of the throttle. Maybe a combine is hard to do that because you're going through the field or tractor. But when you're transporting the combine, but you don't want to be digital because a lot of things happen when you're digital. <clears throat> All right, we're talking about the throttle and we're talking about the brakes. Now, <clears throat> now keep in mind that when you, let's talk about the throttle, regardless of what the piece of equipment is, it has an internal combustion engine. And when you are digital with the throttle, you are giving it, whether it's gasoline or whether it's diesel, you're giving it additional fuel pulses, even if it's a if it's a carburetor, you're giving it accelerator pump strokes. You're shooting extra fuel in the engine that is wasted. That's not doing anything. But more importantly, you are wearing all of the components in the engine. You say, "Ah, you're wearing the components in the engine." Well, let's look at a timing chain or timing belt. By you being digital, in and out of the throttle, and yes, you have to go in and out of the throttle, but if you go in and out of the throttle, what we would call analog, smooth, and just have a have a slow rate of change. I'm not saying that you never, somebody, a semi's bearing down and you can't hit the throttle. I'm not saying that, but there's people who drive very digitally. So even something like the timing chain or timing belt on an engine is loading and unloading, loading and unloading, and that's going to cause an excessive amount of stretch there and it's eventually going to fail every aspect of the engine is being stressed because an engine likes a steady load all right or if it's not going to be steady a steady state load <clears throat> it likes for it to be added or subtracted smoothly 
So you're not only wasting fuel, you're wasting all of everything on the engine. Talk about the drive belt, the alternator belt, all right? Some people call it the fan belt. Every time you load and unload that engine, accelerate, deaccelerate, that you are stretching that belt because the torque load goes up, the motor mounts, the transmission mount. So you're accomplishing nothing by being very digital, hard in and out of the throttle. And the same thing happens with the brakes, If you're very hard on the brakes, so let's say arguably you're coming to a stop sign with your pickup truck and you're going 30 miles per hour and you're very aggressive to stop with the brakes. You may say to me, well, it's not any, it's not any more brake pad wear than it was if I, I'm still going, if I applied it gently to stop. Well, yes, it's more brake pad wear because you're trying to stop in a shorter distance. You're putting more heat into the rotor or the brake drums, and you're also having that inertial shift in the mass of whatever the vehicle is. So the suspension, you don't feel it, but the suspension is taking that weight because because of inertia in physics. It wants to keep going forward. So by you stopping gently, you are, believe it or not, you, not only are you saving the brakes and the and the friction components, the rotors or the drums, but you're saving the suspension components because you're not shifting that load back and forth on those bushings. Now, if you're an aggressive driver, are you going to wear this stuff out in, in three weeks? Of course, you're not going to wear it out in three weeks. But over time, many years, many uses, many aggressive stops, you are going to wear things out exponentially than you would if you drove it softer and you're not going to get there any quicker by jerking the throttle and you're not going to get there any quicker by being hard on the brakes psychologically you think you are but you are not next thing riding the clutch oh my god you know riding the clutch not only is going to wear the clutch prematurely but what it's going to do, it gets back to the friction and the heat. You're putting all of that heat into the flywheel and the pressure plate and then the clutch assembly itself because that that heat from the friction material slipping, all right, is going to go into the springs. It's going to go onto the throwout bearing. It's going to go into the pivot. If it's a hydraulic clutch, meaning that, that the, <clears throat> that the <clears throat> release bearing is moved hydraulically in lieu of through a fork, through a mechanical operation, is that you're overheating that hydraulic bearing. You're overheating that line that goes to it. There's nothing good about that. Yes, I understand that sometimes you got to ride the clutch, but the clutch is not meant to be a hill holder, and the clutch is not meant for you to ride. A lot of people rest their foot a little bit on the clutch when they're driving, and that is putting, that is releasing some of the pressure the application pressure to keep the clutch disc and the pressure plate in contact so it has a slight amount of slippage and that slight amount of slippage then again i keep repeating it over time and it's going to heat check everything sooner so even if you don't wear it out you're going to have a heat checked pressure plate or a heat checked flywheel and what will happen is you'll start to get a chatter. You, the, the clutch may, bite, may, may, may not bite properly. All different things are going to happen, but the clutch is not meant to be a hill holder. The clutch is meant to be in or out with an analog smooth operation to come in and out. All right? 
People with an automatic transmission in a pickup truck or a car, they shift from reverse to drive or from drive to reverse when the vehicle is still rolling, albeit very slightly, but still rolling. Right? A lot of young guys do it. Oh, it looks cool. Eh, jam it into reverse. Eh, hit the gas. Do this, do that. Right? It looks cool. Tough guy, right? Right. The thing is that you don't want to do that because you're stressing. Uh, this is only a half hour show. I can't go into all the dynamics of what's happening in the transmission, but you are stressing everything in the automatic transmission when you do that. And automatic transmissions, no matter what happens, when they bust, when they break, baby, it's big dollars. It's four digits. It's in the four-digit range. It's not $300, $3,000, $4,000, $5,000. And then I had a guy, when I had my shop, he had a Corvette, a Corvette convertible. He was cool. He'd take a girl and he'd roll, and he'd, he'd roll it into reverse when he was still going a little bit forward or, or was backing up out of a parking spot and hit it into gear. And then he ended up, sna- he, kept, he kept snapping the reverse band in the transmission. So... Like I say, you don't. You want to have the vehicle come to a complete stop before you shift direction. Same thing. People do that with a manual transmission. They'll they'll and then they'll have to do is they'll have to slip the clutch out. All right, to uh, to get it to change direction. Excessive wear, giving you nothing but possibly that you look real cool doing it in the parking lot. But you're not going to look real cool when you're at in the bank taking a loan to fix all your equipment. Alrighty. Another common thing is lock to lock steering. If you were to look at this, the turning circle of any piece of equipment, whether it's a farm tractor or whether it's a car, all right, that last that last couple of degrees that you turn the steering wheel and you load the power steering system, you load the assistant and you hear the sound of the engine change and the power steering pump change, you are not decreasing that turning circle whatsoever. And what you're basically doing is you are, are stressing that hydraulic pump. That pump is going to start to cavitate. You're stressing the lines. You're stressing the steering box or steering rack, depending upon the application. And also what you're doing is you're taking any free play any backlash that's inherently needed in that system for it not to bind and you are you are absorbing it and you're not making the turn any tighter you could be you could be back in a semi into the tightest spot and you and when you're right up against the lock you're not getting in there you take a tractor and you're turning at the end row of the field you are not doing anything you're wearing the steering components you're wearing the hydraulic pump you're stressing the steering rack or steering box you're putting this harmonic into everything because when the fluid starts to cavitate it actually creates a frequency a harmonic so the thing is that you're getting nowhere with that and then and i see people and they hold and they hear, you hear the power steering screaming to you all right it's you're murdering the poor thing and then they wonder why the hoses the pressure hose went why the pump steel is leaking why the why why the uh <clears throat> the ball joints have excessive wear same thing as you always want to you want to steer even with power steering with the vehicle or piece of equipment just having a slight move forward movement or back movement to it it has to be rolling through physics that'll take a lot of the stress off the front end components and it also takes the stress off the power steering because you don't feel the excessive force that's needed to do that but the power steering pump and the hydraulic system does 
All right, another quick thing is on specifically on older equipment, shutting the engine off with the AC on. When you shut the engine off with the AC on, on older equipment, older vehicles, older trucks, when you go to crank it, the as soon as the 12 volt is applied with the ignition key, you are engaging the air conditioner compressor clutch. So what you're doing, you're straining the starter, you're straining the battery, and you're also straining the belt because the starter is trying to turn the AC compressor along with starting the engine. On more modern vehicles, uh, newer pickup trucks, the AC is what's called a discrete signal. All right, it will not stay on during crank, but it's still a good habit to shut everything off and start the vehicle with not start the engine with nothing nothing on there. Another common thing I see is that people have hydraulic systems, right? They have a bucket, they have a loader on a tractor, they got a backhoe, they got a skid steer, and they leave the implement or the bucket up in the air, even if it's only a couple of feet and they shut the piece of equipment off, that hydraulic system has to hold that fluid in there, that pressure, and over time, it will wear the seals in that hydraulic piston and stress that piston, because you have to remember, everything has a duty cycle, has a life cycle. So a hydraulic piston on any piece of equipment equipment you're lifting up a combine header what have you is meant to have the hydraulic pump operating and it's only designed to have so many yeah maybe a million up and down cycles but if you shut it off with it up in the air with it off not at rest all right then the thing is that 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 the seals in that hydraulic cylinder have to hold that fluid hold that pressure all right, so so it's it's wearing it excessive, it's wearing it excessively. And the other thing that you should do is that when you lower your hydraulics, so the hydraulics is all on the ground, move the lever, the joystick, whatever you have, to release all of the pressure. Because even though it's on the ground, you're going to have residual hydraulic pressure in the system. So you're going to let's say you're feeding cows or whatever you're done, you, and then you have the bucket come down. It's got a it's got a hay fork on it. All right, you shut the tractor off. The bucket is down on the ground at rest. Then you move. The the lever up and down, left and right, back and forth, and let that hydraulic pressure release. That's going to make a world of difference in how those seals and that hydro, how long that hydraulic system lives. So those are very, very simple things, and they're not hard to do, but they pay big dividends when it comes to saving your equipment and your dollars. Hello, I'm Ethan Wayne. John Wayne and American Experience is in its second year in the Fort Worth Stockyards, and visitors are loving it. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into Duke's life that's only available here. All right, mister. You asked for it. Tickets available on johnwayne.com, or they may be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. Rural Radio is the first and only national radio channel serving rural Americans on Sirius XM. Nowhere else on radio can you catch Western sports every single day, making Rural Radio the undisputed leader for Western sports coverage. Between our coverage and downloading the Cowboy Channel Plus app, you'll have access to any major Western sports news and events 24-7. Rural Radio Channel 147, the agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel. Hello, I'm Ethan Wayne. Last year, I had the privilege, along with my family, to pay tribute to our father, and certainly one of the greatest American heroes of all time, by opening John Wayne and American Experience in the Fort Worth Stockyards. Visitors love it. 
There's so much to see from memorabilia stemming from a lifelong movie career to our family car my dad brought home when I was just a boy. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in the Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into the Duke's life that's only available here. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Well, when the railroad pays off, you can take 20000 out of the kitty for me. Well, I guess you'll have to excuse me, ladies. Son, since you haven't learned to respect your elders, it's time you learn to respect your betters. Oh. Oh. Tickets are available on JohnWayne.com, or they can be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So if you have any questions on that, you want to argue with me, you want to fight with me, but you know, like anything in life, when you're, you're rough on something, you're going to pay the price and it's always going to be over time. But then just like then one last time you're rough on it, boom, it breaks and, and you don't want that. So uh, just please, please be gentle. If you, some th- you know, be firm but friendly, right? You got to do what you got to do in that situation. And But that rough handling is very costly and it's indirect ROI. You're breaking stuff without you knowing it. But now we're going to have, we're going to meet me in the farm shop. So come on over, sit down, and we're going to get together. And Tex Rubinowitz from Ripsaw Records is going to sing us in. Come on in, Tex, buddy. Yeah, righty, Tex. You know, hey, if Tex was rough with that guitar, it wouldn't make that kind of music. So what we're going to be talking about today and Meet Me in the Farm Shop is covering the inlet and the exhaust on engines that are going to be sitting for a while. And that could be anything from a lawn tractor to a combine, right? Combine's not used all year round unless you're a custom cutter and traveling all around the country. All right, so here we are. When storing seasonal use equipment with an engine of any size or fuel, keep in mind that there is at least one intake and one exhaust valve open. This will allow moisture over time to wick into those cylinders, creating the potential for rust to begin to form on the cylinder wall surface. Regardless of the time of year, the storage that the storage takes place or the structure that the equipment is in, cover the inlet, the air filter inlet, and the exhaust pipe with a plastic bag secured tightly with a thick rubber band. This simple effort will eliminate most, if not all, moisture from impacting internal engine parts. And that's what it's all about because you don't want rust coming into the engine. You don't want rust coming into the cylinder wall. Then once you, you start it and then you're going to have the ring package, we're up against that microscopic rust and it is not good. It's just like being rough on anything is that you need to cover that inlet and that exhaust. And if it's going to be sitting for a while because it's it's going, it's going to find itself in there even if it's in the shed you put you have a let's say you have a heated shop and you're gonna and you're gonna put the, the the combine in there for the winter you're putting that sprayer in there whatever the tractor 
cover that stuff up. It's one of those simple things that takes minimal, minimal effort. And that minimal effort is what is going to pay huge, huge dividends when it comes time to start that engine and the lack of wear. So it's all important to keep that equipment running and keeping it without excessive repairs. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to thank you so much for listening. And I always want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day, and I will, God willing, catch you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Radio is the first and only national radio channel on Sirius XM serving rural Americans. Each weekday morning, stay current with real-time data, expert analysis on the markets, and tailored forecasts you care about with Market Day Report. Then, in the afternoon, catch up on shows like Real Ag, Ag PhD, Shark Farmer, and Western Sports Roundup. Rural Radio 147, the agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel. The necessities of life, food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. RFD-TV is the number one most trusted source for market information by America's farmers and ranchers. Animal health officials are monitoring case trends with high path avian flu. With long-term weather forecasts. This thing never really gets completely on short. And expert analysis of the commodities markets as soon as moves happen. The trade overnight was like a wet potato chip. There was just no <laughs> excitement at all. Catch Market Day Report and the Rural Evening News weekdays only on RFD-TV and Rural Radio. This is Justin Mills, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the sustainability of our beef industry. So join us on Saturdays at noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM. Everything you need to know about the ag commodities in Western sports world, you'll find it here, Sirius XM, Channel 147, Rural Radio.